Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And it is my extreme pleasure to welcome all the way from Australia, one of my very newest best friends, <laughs> Ahmed Imam. Now, first of all, Ahmed, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, Bust your bubble and just like say bad things about you right now because I have to. You are the number one person that I've met with the most followers on LinkedIn, period. Like, I, I don't even wow. know what to, you are just unbelievable. You have almost a million followers on LinkedIn. And, you know, I get excited about content marketing and, and earning followers and you have done it. So I can't wait for you to teach us how you've done it. But beyond that, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing amazing. I love your intro. I love your energy. It's making me more energetic. Um, yeah, look, having a million followers is both surreal and crazy, but uh, we'll absolutely dive into you know how we made that happen. No, that that's that's amazing. You know, you you've described yourself as many things. You you're a you're a kindness ambassador, of course. You're a content consultant, which is why you've earned so many followers. You're very good at what you do in terms of helping people create influence. But if we could tie this in a bow and simplify it for the, for the listeners, how would you describe the problem that you solve in the world, Ahmed? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. And there's a few things that I solve. And I, I like to lean into my values and also the experiences that I've had throughout my life. So, for example, I am very passionate about education. Um, and so I have um, aligned myself with a company called Success Resources who educate people, but, but not educate in the sense of, schooling education, real world education, you know, so, so we conduct seminars and we involve some of the world's greatest minds like Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk and Richard Branson and have them educate people on real world things. Um, I'm also a global ambassador for World Innovation Alliance. Now, World Innovation Alliance focuses on social impact um, and that is really getting businesses and individuals together to find solutions to some of the world's biggest problems. And the biggest problems in poverty, the biggest problems in health, the big, biggest problems in education, and putting everyone's minds together to actually try to improve the planet. Um, the other thing I am involved in is I am a kindness ambassador, as you touched on. Now, I know that sounds a little bit fancy. What is a kindness ambassador? Well, we're essentially involved in setting up a kindness conference and a kindness awards. And what that does is it rewards kind leaders, it rewards people that are working hard and working kind because there's absolutely a place for kindness in business. And I know that sounds strange, but there is a place for kindness in business. There's a way to do what you do, succeed as a leader and also do it with kindness. And the other thing that I'm involved in is I'm an ambassador for uh, Bully Zero. Now, Bully Zero is Australia's largest um, non-for-profit anti-bullying uh, organization. And it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about because as a young person, um, I was bullied quite a lot for being different um, and it impacted me at that time. And I had to go on a, a long journey to build my confidence and courage and, and be the person that you see today. And so that's my way of giving back. So look, I, I try to serve the world in many different ways. And what I've done is really leaned into the things that I'm just super passionate about, every single one of those things I'm super passionate about and I'm happy to dedicate my time to. Wow. You know, one of the things you didn't mention is actually how I came to discover you, which is 
you began a series where you were celebrating um, people on LinkedIn who were doing really great things in terms of their content marketing. And so I think I would add to what you said that you are someone who likes to celebrate other people. And you, you do that through, uh, you've got different kind of podcasts, radio show type of things. Tell us a little bit more about how you reach out and touch all these people. Um, of course, through these different programs, but what things are you doing to actually connect with more people out in the world today? Look, I have a personal mission, and that is, again, based on my you know, life experience and the things that I've personally been through. Um, I believe that the things that you've been through, especially the pain that you go through, um, they're billboards from the universe letting you know how you can best serve people, mm. right? And if I was in a position prior, which I was in, in a, let's call it a previous life, where I had a very negative opinion of myself where I lacked self-esteem, I lacked confidence right now at every opportunity that I get. I want to destroy people's doubt and help them build the confidence and courage that they need to live their best life. And I do that in many, many different ways. But when I can help destroy someone's doubt, help them destroy their limiting beliefs uh, and start to just become the person that they're supposed to be, that to me is everything. So that's, uh, that's my mission and that's my driver. Wow. I love that. And you're standing right in front of a great saying, your best is yet to come. Do you have any yeah. stories of becoming something that sort of maybe you have a, a Damascus moment where the lights just went out <laughs> and you became, you know, this guy? <laughs> Do you have any stories to share about how you became who you are today? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I was probably at my lowest point. So when I talk about being in a bit of a dark pit, uh, where I had low self-esteem and low confidence. It came after about you know a good 10 years of bullying and being bullied for, for just being different. Um, so I was in a very, very dark place um, and I didn't realize, you know, I didn't realize how difficult life can be when you don't have the confidence, when you're not able to look people in the eyes, when you, you know, you're too scared to, to talk because you don't want to take up the voice space. They're all the things that nobody should go through. So, I mean, I was at my lowest point. I remember when I was working at a pizza joint when I was 18. I was, uh, I was making pizzas and washing dishes. And my boss at the time was a serial entrepreneur. Um, and, and he was someone that was, um, you know, just very, very involved within the business and very involved with the staff. Like, he actually cared. And I was there for about a couple of years. And I remember after... Um, well, actually, just before my time there, as in just before me leaving that place, uh, he sat me down and he said, look, I see something in you. I, I see a lot of potential in you, and I know that you don't see that in yourself. And he gifted me something. He gifted me a 24-disc CD set that was Tony Robbins' personal power too. And I'd never known what self-improvement was. I had no idea who this person was that was on the cover, but yeah. that was a moment for me. So, so that for me was a bit of a shift that changed everything. Because I went home, I put on that first CD, I heard that voice, and a lot of us know that voice. And it then challenged me to do things that were completely outside of my comfort zone. Um, and at that time, even just speaking to people <laughs> was outside of my comfort zone. But it put me on this mission for about 15 years to, to build the confidence and courage to be the person that you see today. So I believe life is just a series of moments, you know, and it usually only takes one person, just one person to change the entire trajectory of someone's life. And so I believe that we can be that person for other people and we can actually create moments for other people as well. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's one story. 
but the, yeah, that was a no, big no. And that's a that's a fantastic story. And I can't keep, you know, I I just I just keep coming back to the idea of being kind to yourself that you shared with me earlier. You, you talked about how if there's one thing people need to really do to make some of these moments count and move forward, as you've you've described, be kind to yourself. To tell us how kindness um, specifically um, is is why it's so powerful and why it's something that you focus on. Yeah, look, I went through an exercise with my business coach to try and identify my top five values, you know, as in the values to me that are non-negotiables, um, what exactly were they and, and where did they come from? And after going through a whole bunch of values, like a list of hundreds, yeah. I narrowed down to five core values and they were kindness, optimism, growth, integrity, respect. And that is literally what governs the relationships that I build, the relationships that I choose to foster, the people that I get into business with. They are my non-negotiables and I make sure I follow that and I live by that. But after, the, after going through that exercise, she asked me to now narrow down to the one core value out of those five. If you only had one, what would, what would it be? And for me, it was kindness. And where that stems from is, you know, just the things that I've been through. I, I tell people that I wouldn't be on this mission of kindness um, had I been treated kindly. Mm. You know, so, so being treated unkindly earlier on in my life really triggered, really triggered this one for me. Um, and when I say be kind to yourself, um, that just stems from having the experience of being a person that was a negative self-talker, mm. you know, someone that would constantly talk negatively to themselves, about themselves. I would put yeah. my head on a pillow at the end of the night and just think of all the negative things that happened that night just so I can build anxiety about it. And so I know how dark that pit can get, like I was saying. And so it is so important to be kind to yourself um, and that allows you to then be kind to others. You know, you brought a really important point with this idea of negative self-talk. Um, I have the worst strategy for dealing with mine, and I'm going to share it with you, and I'm going to ask you to give me a better strategy because what I, <laughs> what I do is just, it doesn't work. Have you ever heard of the fact that when a cat falls from a very high, uh, you know, location, it sort of goes limp. And because it goes limp, when it, fall, when it hits the ground, its bones don't break. Okay. Right. And a cat right. is the only animal that knows how to do this. Like if, if, if I get thrown off of a, a high building, I'll probably go brittle and crash, right? Like everything will break, but a cat will not. So when I'm in my dark places, my self-talk is, okay, I'm a cat. <laughs> I'm going to go limp and this will all blow over, but I'm sure that's not a very good strategy. So do you have any specific- I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, it's not a bad strategy. It's not going to have you, you know, blow this up into something bigger because, you know, <laughs> You keep you keep going down that dark hole. It ends up a really big dark hole. Yeah, Look, exactly. My but strategy so is simple. <clears throat> so my strategy is as soon as I as soon as I feel myself going down that hole, as soon as I start hearing those voices in our heads, and we all know those voices. Yep. Um, you know, that start to really pick at things. I, I just picture a light switch. I picture a light switch and I picture myself walking up to that light switch and just switching it off. And as soon as I switch it off, boom, that's it. It's turned off. You know, that, that noise, that voice is turned off. Um, and so that's the way I, I always visualize it. And I cut it off within five seconds. You know, you, you don't want to dwell on something that is irrelevant and it's not real. You know, it's your mind yeah. playing tricks on you. 
you don't want to dwell on that for more than five seconds. So just switch it off and distract yourself. Yeah, no, I, I like that. So, so instead of me just saying, okay, I'm waiting till I fall, <laughs> do something about it. <laughs> do something in your mind to, to actually take action. Um, yes, yeah, so switch it off. You don't want to. Yeah, on switch it off. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the people who might be listening right now. You know, someone's listening. They, they, they know you. They may even already follow you and they recognize uh, the motivational aspect and, and just, just the power of the words that you use. But let's get into their minds a little bit. You know, what do you think, besides the self-talk, what do you think um, they can begin to do to shift their minds from I'm stuck to it's possible? You know, the best is truly yet to come for me. I, look, I know it sounds easy to say, but it's hard to do. What are some things that people can start to do to, to move that action forward for themselves? Yeah, a few things, but I would just say start to take off that mask, peel back a few layers and just live your real vulnerable human self. And what I mean by that is listen to yourself. You know, the, the universe gives you clues and it gives you clues as to what you should be doing and how you can best serve people and what makes you happy by the level of energy you get when you're working on a particular task or activity you'll be a lot happier, you'll be a lot more aligned if one, you're living your values and two, you're doing something that you love. And, you know, and we were talking about this earlier, if you're able to, to monetize that, then even better. But I mean, something that I personally did after probably about 10 to 15 years of living the corporate life, which made me miserable, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just not one of those people that likes to be managed, especially by people that are not as qualified or experienced as myself. But I mean, I, I really lent into my strengths and 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 double down on that, triple down on that. My strengths became speaking and communication and, and confidence and presenting and edutaining and all of those things that a lot of people might consider just fluff or maybe hobbies. I turned into something that is a career. And I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to wake up every single day and look in my calendar and realize that. I've got a podcast or I've got a speaking gig or I've got an interview or I'm hosting a show and all of those things I just love to do. So whatever your equivalent is, lean into that. And like I said, the universe gives you clues. Think about that one thing that you do, that when you do it, it just gives you a whole bunch of energy. It's, it feels so easy to do. That is easy to figure out. And, and conversely, I mean, when something just feels so difficult to do, you absolutely dread it, you procrastinate on it, that is not you being in, in alignment. So, look, that's, that's my one thing. I would say dive deep into your passion, whatever that is, and figure out the best way to monetize that passion. No, that, that's powerful. And we'll, we'll get to monetization in a second because I want to I learn from you about that. I mean, you're known as one of the top 10 influencers uh, that should be followed in the world. I mean, International Man of Empowerment, 2021 award winner. Um, my goodness, you are busy. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the people that you help, your, your clients. Who, who are your ideal clients? Um, and maybe walk us down a path of what success looks like after they've met and interacted with you. Yeah, beautiful. Look, I'm, I do many things like, like you mentioned, but in terms of the consulting space, Yep. Right now, I'm helping um, high net worth and ultra high net worth people that are successful in their own right in their businesses. They are great leaders. 
They manage a, a huge team. Usually um, they have a lot of responsibilities and now they feel like they want to give back in terms of their knowledge and expertise and thought leadership. So what I do in a nutshell to, to um, really make a long story short is I help them make super, I help make them superstars online, um, specifically LinkedIn, which is often their ideal platform because that's usually where their audience is. And so I work with them to not only introduce them to social media, but also give them influencer strategies that I've personally learned and implemented and help give them a huge amount of visibility and reach and confidence online to actually speak their truth, you know, to, to spread their message, you know, to be thought leaders. Um, and I've had a lot of incredible results. Um, I have the privilege of working with some some incredible clients that I can't mention their names, but you certainly know their names. <laughs> um, and I've, I've had some incredible results with them. So they've been able to, to go from being someone that was very, very internal in their business to become an ambassador, a spokesperson for their business publicly, which not only helps lift and build their personal brand, but it also complements their business activities as well. And they're now creating a huge amount of content. They're prolific quality content creators and serving people in a whole nother way. And look, what I like to tell them, because a lot of them are, are self-conscious, especially CEOs and people in high positions, they're self-conscious about appearing um, arrogant or, um, or you know, giving away too much of themselves and appearing uh, you know, to be self-absorbed. But I, I try and just reinforce the fact that they have so much knowledge to give, they're simply sharing that knowledge. You know, so, so not to worry about tall poppy syndrome or what people are going to say of you or how you believe you're being perceived. Think about the people that you're going to serve with your message. And if you can serve and help people with your message, you've got the obligation to actually do that. Yeah. And so a lot of these people are now making huge impact online. And uh, if you are a leader, if you're a, if you're a person that manages a huge team, if you have huge expertise or you're an expert in your space, you have the obligation to give back to as many people as you can by passing on and spreading that knowledge. And social media is the way to do that. Wow. Amen. <laughs> because I can tell you, I agree 100% with everything you've said. However, there is a big problem within that. Not only are people concerned with, as you said, coming out and fully sharing their story, I call it freeing their story. Um, because story, you, what you are and where you've been is so powerful if you free it. Um, but not only that, there's a big concern about how do I convert all of that content into clients or monetization? You know, there's this big gap. Every day I'm sharing awesome stuff. I'm the ambassador, but I'm not seeing a direct line to, to, the, to the dollars. Yep. How do you help people either um, maybe, maybe relax a little bit and, and play the long game <laughs> or actually connect those dots for them? I like to join the conversations that people are having in their own heads. And so a lot of the time when I'm creating a piece of content or I'm thinking about what headlines to put on that content, um, I am actually joining that conversation in their heads, you know, and I'm usually answering a question or being that voice in their head so that when they go through their feed and they read that headline, they're just blown away. They're compelled to press play because they're like, holy crap, that's, that's what I was talking about. That's what I was thinking about. And that comes from just knowing your ideal audience, the way they think, um, what their concerns are, what their pain points are, what problems they have, of course. I mean, a standard sales and marketing, but um, creating content in such a way that compels them to press play 
because you know that's exactly what they're thinking about right now. That's what they're talking about with their peers and colleagues. And you've got the answer to it in your video, in your content. That's how I approach it. Do you, do you favor video? I mean, I know you do a lot of video yourself, but do you feel that video is kind of maybe king and queen <laughs> nowadays uh, in terms of content? Um, I do. I do. Look, the way I approach it is video, in my opinion, there is nothing that can beat video if you wish to build a personal brand. Nothing. Um, if you wish to build a personal brand, brand and a loyal fan base, you need to be comfortable being on video. But at the same time, I also believe that people should lean on their strengths. I know people that have become incredible thought leaders and influencers by writing books and, and writing blogs and writing articles, and they're incredibly gifted authors and writers. That's completely fine. But I believe it's a bit of a combination of both, okay? So especially if we're talking about LinkedIn, for example, which is a platform that um, I've been successful on, when you write... Um, or you produce images or, or visuals that are not video, it does very much help to build your following. And in some cases, exponentially. But like I said, nothing will build your brand like a video. And I've been leaning on both. But if I was to lean on one or I have lent on one, it is video. Um, and I've been, I've been very vulnerable um, in videos. I've, I've just been my absolute self. If I'm going through something, I'll talk to it. If I've experienced something painful, I'll talk to it. Um, if I have insecurities or I had insecurities in the past, I'll talk to it. And a lot of people, like I said, they keep this mask on and they don't talk to those things. I have peeled that mask off. And the powerful thing is when you do that and people can see you as human, not only are you relatable, but the people will start to believe the same things that you believe. And when you find people that believe what you believe, that is a community right there. And then it's just a matter of finding more of those people. You know, one of the things that I've seen you in videos uh, do is that you're completely authentic. You know, there are people who, when they show up on video crying or something, it's like, this is going to be a viral video. I can just tell. <laughs> this is the strategy is perfect here. But no, I've seen you. I've seen you on video be vulnerable and it's always authentic. It's always from a place of, of truth. You know, which leads me to, to, to want to learn more about your vision or belief about the entrepreneurial vision, the, the struggle, the process. I happen to call it profitable happiness because I, I believe the greatest entrepreneurs have found a way to, to just be happy while they're making profit. They've brought the things that energize them into the mix of how they make, make their profit. What's your perspective um, you know, on, on profitable happiness? You've arrived, so I, you, you've got to have uh, something you could teach us. <laughs> I love the term profitable happiness. I think you absolutely nailed it with that. Um, and when I came across the name of the podcast, I knew exactly what you were talking about with that. Um, and like we were speaking about earlier, there is something so magical, Pele, when you're able to do something that you love and serve people with that and at the same time make a living off it. And I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. And, and when you see people, and I'm not going to use myself as, as an example, when you see incredibly successful entrepreneurs with big smiles on their faces. Like, I mean, think about people like, like Gary Vaynerchuk. Whenever you see him answer questions or on video or producing content, that guy is on a next level of energy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because he's talking about the stuff that he loves to talk about and he's serving people. Yeah. Um, Richard Branson, you see him with a big smile on his face. Tony Robbins has a big smile on his face. Um, and that's because they have 
really channeled in and targeted into what it is they love to do. You know, if they love to serve people, they've doubled down, tripled down on that and been able to make a living off it. So, I mean, I, I have a show called Level Up TV that I co-host with a, a general named Michael Lane, and, and we often talk about this as, as the main point, um, especially when it comes to business and entrepreneurship. And that is not only finding your passion, but also using that passion to then find your purpose. Mm. And, and that's what this is all about. Because, I mean, if you can first understand and identify what your passion is, the things that really do energize you, it will lead you onto a path to find your purpose. And your purpose is often far greater and it has to do with serving humanity, right? So how are you actually serving humanity with what you do? And if you are able to do something that you're passionate about and get paid for it and serve humanity, believe me, you will have a big smile on your face. That is when you are in complete alignment. Um, And I believe that's what profitable happiness is all about. No, it it absolutely is. Although the idea of following your passion, not what you said, you said use your passion to find your purpose. But the idea of following your passion has a bad name in the world. People are like, no, don't follow your passion. There's no money there or something, you know. I'm wondering, you know, I, I like to look at it. Your passion, as you said earlier, the universe leaves clues. Your passion is where you can sort of discover your purpose. Isn't that right? Isn't that how you look at passion? 100%. And, and when people say find their passion, let's, let's be logical about that in, in the real world. You know, uh, you know if you're passionate about um, playing the flute, you know, I'm not asking that you quit your job and you know, go and play the flute on the streets. You know, we've all got responsibilities and families and things like that. But prioritize it. You know, if you're working a nine-to-five job that you hate and you are passionate about playing the flute, then once you finish work, dedicate and prioritize time to not only playing the flute but building a business around that. Yeah. You know, because we dedicate so much time, usually if we're an employee, to serving someone else, making someone else rich. And then we get home and we're exhausted. We lay on the couch, we watch TV, and we don't do anything for ourselves and our own passion. And so you have to treat it as a side hustle initially. And it slowly builds. It slowly builds over time. It could be months. It could be years. But eventually you'll start to find a way to monetize that side hustle. And when you do, that's when you can make that transition. And when you make that transition, you just go all in. You go all into it. And look, I'm speaking from someone that, like I said, I was in the corporate space for 10, 15 years. I was, I was miserable. I mean, I, I enjoyed it uh, in terms of the sales perspective. I was in sales, but I became miserable and resentful of it. Um, and just three years, three years ago is when I decided to make that transition into doing what I love to do, as in full-time, to focus on my passion and get paid for it. And I, I tell you, it's made me so much more energized every single day and genuinely happier. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit more about your LinkedIn Live, uh, Level Up? You were featured in Forbes magazine um, regarding that particular show. Uh, this is powerful stuff. I, I want to learn more about that. Tell us about that. So. Um, I got access to LinkedIn Live and I wanted to do something different. So at the time that I got access, um, other people on Lives were just doing very basic things. I mean, they were just grabbing their camera, you know, putting in, sorry, grabbing their phone, putting it in front of them and just, and just kind of talking to it. Um, some people were giving, you know, tours of their backyard and houses. And <laughs> for me, I'm like, God, this, there, there needs to be so much more to this. Like there is so much potential with this feature. 
And so um, myself and Michael Lane, my co-host, we thought, why don't we just take this to, to the next level? You know, we, we are both passionate about personal development and, and growth and business and entrepreneurship. Why don't we have a show that helps people level up in those spaces? But why don't we make it a TV show? Mm. Right? Like, why don't we format it like a TV show? We can keep people edutained. And edutainment is what I believe I, I do the best. It's a combination of educating and entertaining at the same time. Because um, people have very short attention spans, as you know. Yeah. And when you can yeah. add a bit of personality into it, maybe a bit of humor, maybe a bit of entertainment, people are going to learn something far quicker and it, 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 you know, it really absorbs. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, let's, let's set out a format like a TV like a TV show. And so what we did is we, we have content, we have show notes and topics that we specifically talk about in terms of content, but then we also have games to play. We have prizes to win. We have activities for people to get involved in. And so it makes people just super interactive. It builds a seriously sticky community. And it's something that you can then watch for 30, 40 minutes without, you know, boring yourself to tears. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we, had this concept, we implemented it almost straight away. We got ourselves a huge studio at the time um, with a massive screen behind us and launched what was Level Up TV. Um, and it was a really big thing on the platform at the time. It was the very first LinkedIn TV show. Um, wow. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. And a lot of people right now you see are doing something similar. Um, mm -hmm. But Forbes picked up on it um, and they called us LinkedIn Live Innovators. And they wanted to, to feature us and, and have us talk about, you know, using the platform in a different way and just kind of disrupting the platform and doing something different to help spread your message. And so I now have uh, three different shows. So I've got uh, uh, Level Up TV with Michael Lane. We started a new show called Unleashed, which is all about more so personal development and personal growth as opposed to business and entrepreneurship. And I've also got Rising LinkedIn Stars, which you mentioned as well, where I try to, to pay it forward and help lift up other people on a platform that are just crushing it right now. Um, and so I like, especially when it comes to content, just doing something different and disrupting the status quo. That is so important. Disrupt the status quo. Just do something that hasn't been done. Yeah. Um, and yes, it requires a bit of confidence and courage and it might not pick up initially. It might not be popular initially, but just stick to it and differentiate yourself. That's so important. You know, it's almost like you're teaching me right now because, you know, I'm that guy with the flute that you described earlier. <laughs> and basically what you're saying is, hey, don't put your flute away. Bring that thing out here and be different. You know, use it. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Content, ed edutainment, infotainment, all of that stuff. That's today and the future. Um, you know, um, if, if people could just step outside of their fears and bring what's unique about them forward and share it. I, I just know that's magical. Oh, it's, that's what I live for. Like when I can see people start doing that um, and they, they seriously start embracing themselves and they ignore the doubt and that stupid voice in their head that, you know, makes them procrastinate, makes them not do something. I, I live for those moments. Um, and I, I love your content, by the way. You know, and that's oh, exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's pure you. edutainment. You know, when you can entertain people and, and give a solid message at the same time, an educational message, that is what it's all about. And that is 100% the future. That's what actually cuts through the noise. Well, I hope it catches on because I'm doing this uh, me versus me, but the other me is my African brother. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so love we'll, it. See if, 
We'll see if it catches on over time. Um, well, look, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of coming to America, like I mentioned before. Exactly. So yeah, the coming to America. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about you again um, in terms of what you're most excited about going forward. Um, do you have any new projects besides the ones you've shared that you're thinking about? And how should people connect with you? I'm sure you've got multiple websites, but what's the best way for people to find you? Look, the best way for people to find me is uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. It's all at the same handle, and that's at the Ahmed Imam. That's at the Ahmed Imam. I'm most active on LinkedIn. So, you know, if I'm not one of those people that you see with large followings that doesn't respond. If you send me a message and it says more than hi, <laughs> I, I will <laughs> actually respond to you, believe it or not. So please feel free to connect, reach out. Um, I've got many projects that are always on the go. Um, I'm super excited about some coming up that I can't really speak to. But a lot of the stuff that you see, for example, on my LinkedIn profile right now, um, Success Resources, World Innovation Alliance, um, Bambuda Group, which is the Kindness Conference and Awards. I've also got a lot of things that I'm doing with Bully Zero, which is going to be incredible. Um, speaking of which, they're all things that I have you know, lent into because I'm absolutely passionate about these things. So there is so much more to come. There is more shows to come. There are more events to come. So just please stay tuned to the channels. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like your best is yet to come. Oh, my brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just have to thank you for your smile, for your presence, for thank your you. wisdom. And boy, the life you've lived, the success that, you, that you've, you've been able to show so that others can find the confidence to, to achieve their own. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Profitable Happiness Podcast. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.